0: Coach you, for being here. You had coached at Brentwood Academy. Um, how did you get to Brentwood Academy to start off with? I know you're from Arkansas. Um, how did you get here?
1: Yeah, we um, had finished our senior at Shiloh. We were a musical artist, Arkansas. We were a Shiloh John was kind of had kind of known about really having just a being you know, regional here in the Southeast, a really, really good program moving really good history. Um, and I was kind of at the point where I'd been deacons of coordinator for six years with my lot of success in childhood. Uh, I was kind of sort of getting that ditch a little bit to be at a head coach. And the more time kind of I spent a child, the more I realized what I was really looking for in an coaching opportunity. Childhood Christian and Broad you know, Academy in are similar in a lot of ways. And having worked in private Christian vacation for six years, that was something that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed having my kids be in that school. And so as I started you know, Had some opportunity and, and talked to a few people a couple of years before, and, um, just didn't really check all the boxes for me to want to make a move. And then, as this job opened up, and uh, you know, started having conversations with Remote Cabin and getting some background information beyond just the football program, but just the community, the school, the setup, the structure those were all things that I was looking for. And so, as we went down that road interview process um, after meeting with Jason Matthews, Kurt Masters, all the leadership meeting, really felt like if I was Reeve Sharma, this was the job that we for. And so kind of just going through that process with my wife and my kids, talking to them about the possibility of coming out here and, and coming out and touring and seeing what it was like, all those things, um, just really From a football standpoint, but from administration standpoint, a school standpoint, a community standpoint, this is a place where my family, and I felt like we could come here and fulfill, feel like golf for us. And so I was fortunate to be offered the opportunity and have been here ever since.
0: So, do you call plays on defense? Do you, do you help out with defense or what with credit defense you, you do? Or do you just
1: look over uh, all the teams? A little bit of both. Um, so, obviously, go the management of the entire team. Uh, but I do call the defense, so we're running um, stuff it's very hard. I'll be around at Shiloh. Uh, i incorporated some newer, different things. Um, so, still currently call the defense, and then help will oversee with offensive special teams.
0: Okay. You have a question,
1: in a Um, So, when you, went, you, went, you went to the comment oh, this. Question: It's pretty you know, great. Right? Do you have one big office or two small offices? Like, it, oof, you know, there, there's always pluses, and minuses, everything in life. You know, one big office, you can know, probably get a lot of them done, get more people in, maybe more efficient to have one. Um, the one thing I've noticed going back and forth between two offices, is, you know, I, I get my steps in every day. That's very you know, yeah. important. Movement is important. And so, um, but what you need about having two offices, it allows. first round. So it is a little bit spread out, but you feel like it gives me an opportunity to connect on the academic side and on the athletic side. Yeah, like I, I want one check the thing every couple of hours. And it's going to not every now Yeah. we with a dean of the dean of the students. So got oh, yeah, two big jobs. Wear a lot of happens. Wear a lot of happens. Now we have a bunch of college. Okay. Tennis Tennessee for stopping this weekend. Tennessee's got one of the big losses to Florida. And Savage Carolina is 2 and 2. Where's the game from the play? What is that? Sacked What? I'll put a makeup to the I'm going to be at Tennessee. It's Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee. Now, next is UC, the uh, University of Savage Aaron, For college. he has got. I believe it's by the five folks in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Which is one kind of the big 10. Mm-hmm. So, the game is that. I don't think that would matter I would be uh, back in, to be honest with you. That's obviously the other Kelly. Texas and Kansas, though. Texas and Kansas. Hey, Kansas. Hey, Kansas. 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 Okay. Okay. So, I'm from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so, it's all, we just played each other bowl game last year. We got to two years ago after we first got to Kansas. That guy's been successful everywhere. Yeah, been. Obviously, Coach L. Keane seems really strong. He thinks he's coming around in Texas. I'm going to Kansas.
0: On that Colorado game, Colorado came off a, big, a really big loss to Oregon. and I know we had a bad, bad loss to father in the second half. We just couldn't get it moving points oh, on the So, you, how much do you think it, it is important to have a good game after a bad one? whatever? Right.
1: I think it comes down um, that's a really good question with each team, how they respond based on the, the guys and the guys and the staff. It really comes out with what went wrong with and why did it go wrong? Sometimes. We have a lot of self inflicted moves where maybe you missed something or hey, we missed four tackles that if we made one. That play's not a touchdown or something. So I think identifying what caused that to happen is really important. And then having it midfighters figuring out okay, is it an area where we just got beat? Okay, we got what we wanted, we just got beat and we we did that to ourselves. So I think that's the unique challenge of coaching young guys and being in football is sometimes you can you can execute exactly what you want to do and it's still not go your way. That happened. So I think that's the challenge for every staff after you lose is to go okay, what happened, what went wrong, and what can we do to fix it. So I think that's where probably Colorado is spending some time um, this week, I would assume, as far as just evaluating their game and how it was executed, where they maybe didn't execute well, when they came up short, and how do you address those um, shortcomings either through practice, through film, through your personnel, whatever it is. And that's the unique thing is that football is an on the, the value of the process so sometimes what you did really well in week two, you may not do well in week six. And so you've got to be able to identify, hey, the opponent, what they were doing, is it something that we did? Did we miss steps? Prior? And then how do you impress it? You know, sometimes you can have a guy running wide open and the quarterback position for whatever, reason. there's pressure coverage was not what they expected or anything like that. Well, that would mean the fact what I said, right, we got, got the opened, a guy who's a wide open to the concept, so we can coach that concept better. Same thing with defense. You know, if, if we ran a really good pressure, a pressure on the quarterback and they still completed the ball, well, that would mean the pressure's not. But maybe we run a different coverage behind that pressure, maybe eliminate that throw, not complete it. So it's always trying to find the data and figure out where can we get better? What are we doing well right now? And how can we address those who are not doing well? I think every staff in the country goes through that process. So
0: how important is the iPad from the they to, to not wait until Monday to look over the film look, and to tell uh, if George has a red page need to look here. But how important is it to have the iPad on the sideline and Coach Kim and George go over each play, see say, Oh, this receivers why the let let's look here maybe make this our, our uh, second read to what the is yeah. so first read is Yeah the
1: the the change in the use of technology huge um, so we have Ipads TVs on the side of the line because like most games you you go in there with a plan and you think hey this is what we're expecting and then sometimes it's, it's exactly what you think sometimes hey we if they get this formation that we run this call defense it should happen just like this and sometimes that's how it goes Other times you get to a game and someone they tweet the blocking scheme, or they tweet tweaked how they're covering certain concepts. And so, you can verify what kids are seeing on the field. And so, again, if a, if a busts the coverage and we say, you know, before we have technology, we say, hey, what did you see? Because we're all looking at different things on every play. Now you're going to be trying to get but you can't see all of them, you know, just the human eye. Okay, and so the kid saying, well, I got this route. That's out. And then we come back and look at the iPad, and you can see whether that's what they got or not. But then you can also coach things like, hey, that's exactly what route. got." But hey, we told her maybe the leverage was wrong, you're supposed to have inside of the jet house. Maybe the depth is wrong, maybe you're supposed to play this coverage of eight yards if you were at 12 yards or something. That and so, you're able to get instant feedback from the technology, and you can correct more on the fly as opposed to you know, when I first am coaching, there was no side of the technology, and so you're just quiet the human eye and what everybody can track and see at the time. And I'm you know, my experience it nine a week, I'm sure every coach went through it. You get the film after the game, you go, oh, that's what they were doing. And so sometimes there's just sort of little tweaks in walking schemes or you know, often just little tweaks to how they're rushing the password or how they're fitting certain run concepts. You're able to catch those sooner. So if you need to make an adjustment, it makes adjusting in the game a much faster process than when you didn't have technology decided the Did that have, uh last
0: Friday We we I we were too much up the middle we weren't something was going wrong maybe they were just better i can't I oh it if they're there on that touchdown um but when playing a tough team like that and you have a bad first half and you're down to 24 and they're mocking you you're stuff you're stuck. and you come back and score on mm-hmm. and it, it looks like a body. And you're inky like you How much does that mean to young folks they've been here? You, these guys did not what we had last year, not because
1: we were last year. Or, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think you, you asked about the technology in the first round of the questions, so I'll address that. Um, that was huge for us um, to be able to make some adjustments and to be able to show our guys a couple of the runs you're referencing. Um, we didn't fit them in the caps we were supposed to fit them in. And so, being able to show That allowed us to be able to make adjustments to where if you look at our function we played much much better the second half but having that yeah. on the sideline allowed us to be able to show that we're, we're right there the guy right in this spot we, we got a chance to make that right there. so that was huge for us the second part you know i think um when you're not winning games like you expect to. You know, we've, we've had that conversation within our community, within our community of hey, this isn't exactly going the way we thought it would be right now. Um, some of the natural tendencies are for some self doubt um, to creep in. And, and You've got to deal with not just the, the physical side of playing, but the mental side of playing and preparing everything. Um, and so you, you, when you're going through these patches, you're looking. For of success, and you're looking at your signs of trending direction. So, anytime you go the road, and you play the Phoenix six who are still really, really good, and you're down 24 7, you know, at halftime, that's kind of a make or break point. It's one of those, and we challenge her and say, This is going to go one of two ways. We can lay down and just take it, or we can fix the things that we're gonna fix, play cleaner, play better. And we got a chance to play right here. And so I was extremely, extremely proud of the way our guys responded to that, the way our staff responded that. We made the corrections, we made the fixes that we needed to. And to see our guys fight back to all that game like 24, 25, 24 24, 8 minutes left. You know, and Discord was 5 minutes. Yeah, five, yeah this, this one was like 3 or three something like that. Um, but really, really it to and we're not looking for the full victories you know it's say hey it's okay with that we lost nobody believes that but i think part of my job part of our staff's job is to continue to identify today if, if we will prepare the way we did half of that game and we'll go To college one one favorite two or favorite one, the college two, whatever it is. Both of those games, we have opportunities. For them. So I think our guys are believing and seeing that yes, the record's not what we wanted to be, but we can play anybody. We can beat them, right? We've got we've got execution in those moments, but we have those opportunities. But this isn't a deal. We're not talented enough. We're not good enough. We are. Um, we've got to push some areas better. We've got to play some areas better. But I think what we've seen over the last two weeks is our guys are really far underserved. Our offensive, defensive, and special teams ideas and our systems and our, our personality like in those phases of the game. And now you see guys that's two and higher. And so now it comes down to the preparation with execution to play cleaner. But I think we've proven it in the last few weeks we've got a fight within us. We've still got the season left in us. And we feel like if we keep trending that direction things are going to work out for us here on the back end of the schedule through the playoffs and we feel confident we can play with and beat anybody in the schedule. So, were, mm-hmm. uh, this
0: week from Florida homecoming you expect a big a big crowd. well how important is the team into the school that we we play with like we did with the Christian Brothers? But it felt like we were trending upwards from there, and then something
1: happened. Yeah, yeah. It's a again homecoming always a big um, Really, it doesn't matter who the opponent is, I think there's always games you remember for certain reasons i still play every hometown the game um, from when i was in high school you know it's a big time the community involved really common in school games really high. and really you've got a love night on the back of the town so it's a big atmosphere um, and you know, we expect to go play well in that atmosphere they're a really good opponent uh, based on who on Florida. they've got uh, a bunch of good players big fact fast, talented, um, but we feel like right. we've got a good plan, a good idea. Um, we have to our guys have the urgency of um, this time to go. and, again, yeah, the first time we see it didn't really look the way we wanted it to. There's, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, but I think our guys know, believe, whether it's Clearwater or anybody that is on our schedule, that we have capacity to go play well the expectation we're going to play well. A great to get it wrong.
0: So uh, second half has been a struggle and I, I know you said you're not looking for more victories, but we we played pretty well the second half against Baylor where we didn't against C P A CPA because like if we played like a look at the second half put a couple more points on the board, We we Walk out with those two games instead of
1: one and five or and 3. And two. Sure. Yeah, you know, one thing we've continued to preach, and I've, I've thought this for a long time. You know, when you play really, really good teams, and we've not played a bad game yet. You know, yeah. I've told you guys all year, and even my buddies back in Arkansas we were calling just to catch up and all those things, you know, there are zero cupcakes on our score. There's no there's no equipment we have where we can just kind of roll the ball out there and go, like, okay, we'll go play football now and we'll compete in a marketplace. So when you play really big kind of teams, that margin of error shrinks becomes very, very small to make a non existent where you are gonna don't go play well so that's a unique challenge in itself. I think have seen those first two weeks, looking back, there are some things we could have done differently. Um, some calls we could have made differently, some execution that could have gone differently. Um, and again, there's factors that we're playing around with having some new guys in the field. You know, it's their first go-down, a new staff, a new center. I think all of things not excuses. We're not winning. We should have won those games. Um, like we had our opportunities, but we didn't do it. Um, but I think, mean, like you said, the second half has been a little bit of struggle. Um, we've seen a struggle. When you see the team respond like we did last week in the second half, I you think know, it's that evidence and that data that we're all enforcing. We can't do this. We have this. In us. And so now, the challenge for us becomes we've got to get our first the first three games we believe happened we drive the last three games trailing So now the challenge for us is okay, how do we go put four quarters together and go play from start to finish and play well on offense, defense, and special teams? And that's kind of the frustrating part for us. I think we all know what you know, our guys are capable of. They can be like this out there yet. So, again, push perspective on that is, is that a good thing or is that bad? Well, we've got the most consequential games in our schedule coming up, and we still feel like we've got a lot of growth in front of us. And so, again, we're not happy that we lost that game. I feel like we should have won the game. But we are encouraged by the fact that, man, we fought back, we showed resiliency, some toughness on the road, Hostile Ireland, really good team. All right, so now it's okay. Let's learn that. Let's play fourth and four quarters. to see what we Yeah, you've had any cup Um, Going to the high school games, you know, you have those games like, oh, it's going to be an easy win, but not for FBA, which I don't know about it. And in the young football. We've not had seen much success in here in fought but, uh, and we've had more victories in the last quarter. We've not had victories in the same where It's been like, a rough year where we're just trying to figure out things. Yep. So, in the like, young, like how do you, like get us ready for football? Like how do you want us to be like high school coming? How do you want us to be prepared? For you? We want to pay for Coach Bill. We do not want pay for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think look look at our security team. security team is in the semifinals here mm-hmm. right. um, tonight against it Timsworth. So that's a big opportunity for our young guys. I think the middle school, the 7th and 8th grade team. It a, it's a balance of we're trying to get the foundational pieces of our our offensive terminology, of terminology how do we line up how do we, how do we communicate within our system those are all things that if we can shorten that learning curve in middle school up to get to high school so think about you know if you've been in our system from sixth grade to 7th grade 8th grade when you are ninth grade coming for day one spring install, day one of summer installment that shouldn't be because you're And so we call this offensive formation, this offensive play, base play. On day one, it's not a random teaching. We're all in the ninth and first one. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's So that's, that's an over-pushing 30,000 good videos. And we get the base pieces of our stuff in, in the middle of the pages, so when we get the ninth grade, it's not a random teaching. And I think, you know, for the set of recurrents, it's probably similar to that on the high school, saying, hey, we've got to identify either it's personal or it's personal, it's personal, it's common, it's Where can we get better? And so when we do have those opportunities, we can capitalize. And I think that's the, that's the thing that we're always chosen. As players, you want to be in those positions where you know, have opportunities. As coaches, you know our our job is not necessarily call for the perfect game. You know, I, I, I told um, Coach Hammer, Kelvin Baylor, you know, there's three or four defensive calls I wish I had back. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, I, three the plays I right. Every player, man, if I I could have that route again. If I could make that block again, if I could mm-hmm. make that tackle again. So we all have goals, right? I don't think I've ever left the game and gone, man, perfect hand. I loved every single one of those calls. It was great. I mean, I've never done that. I always come back and go, man, I wish I had that one back. Or, oh, man, if we just would have called something different. I remember um, State University uh, last year, I was at Shiloh playing brilliant. Really Ball, right on the top At that point in time, I think it was really And they were really talented, really fast. So we were we were playing some soccer coverage we type stuff, trying to keep the ball in front, trying to make them run the football and not try to get huge chunk plays out of the air. at that point in time, I could still. Shot and bring it up here. They did. So we had all the basement They went hard to action. Threw it up top. It 60 yards to sound. My guy's still. Golly, man, if I just had that one back, that one throw, that one catch, or, you know, running back, We would probably go back and watch the tape and go, man, I just stayed myself. If I just stayed, yeah, man, if I just cut the sides back there. And so it's learning from those opportunities and saying, again, yeah, what we've where we improve. As coaches, RJ is trying to figure out where's the greatest return on investment. You know, and saying, okay, what area can we address immediately that's going to give us the greatest opportunity for growth? And I think that's where that tension always exists. Um, coaching, and pushing, and playing, and trying to get the kids in the spots where they can throw and play, And then, in fact, kids have to play plays. It's always it's an am solution, most of the time. It's not really so, you know, the high school, men, we're looking at it as there are degrees with the coach better, but there's also degrees with the next level better. And I think if you ask the players in a specific game or specific situation, then I think, you go, man, I could have done this better if you ask my coaches. They're probably going to say the exact same thing. So, when I...
0: He came into this year as a 5 star, and last year he was a sophomore this week he's a junior. How important is a good quarterback that can stand in there, get get hit, and, and get the ball completed, and get those place, but also can take off and run. How important is that to this football team in this program? Oh, huge. Um.
1: I think in any level of football, you have a really good quarterback, that's have a chance to be successful. Um, I know as, as a guy who's not brought up on the defensive side, um, the most frustrating thing is playing a talented quarterback who has the ability to meet you in the pocket, but also has the ability to reach you um, so on the play. experiment plays, better growth, um, climbing the pocket, being vertical. Uh, the first pass rush, escaping out the back door to the scene of play, scrambling for a first down. But that is a huge burden from the defensive standpoint when you're playing or hiding. I uh, think you Jordan, in particular. So obviously he's got the size and stature that helps him get everything for that. He's got the arm strength. Um, but I think one thing that I've noticed, um, even when I told him to all these coaches, was they were the spring recruit. You know, George is probably a way better athlete than he gives credit for. And so his ability to move in the pocket, his ability to stay in the and obviously his motion with accuracy. You know, those are things that when you put them all together, um, you really do have a chair on that employee. So... He's a great job, you know, I think one of the other things that's probably made a little underrated about him, is you know, probably you may not know, because he's a pretty low-key guy. Um, you know, he is fierce, 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 uh, uh, He has absolutely zero-bit minimum. So when you package all those things together, competitive fire, leadership, talent, socks, athletes, all of those things, We've got a real really, really great quarterback, and he's gonna give us a chance and never see. So NIO. Uh, NIO uh, yeah.
0: uh, and is now entering in college paying for play. But you also come to see it anyway. uh, but No. Coach Matthews had, a, had something last year involved with it, but from YouTube when you came through a uh, basketball game. So uh, do you, what do you think about Nile? What do you think about paying for play, especially in high school football and even in college?
1: Yeah. Yeah it's an ever changing land right? Um what's unique about the college game and high school game when it comes to NIL know stuff is each state is different. Um, so like if, for example today Tennessee it's legal in the state of Arkansas where I came from, currently it's not. And so it's just it's just it will be. I mean yeah. the it's gonna going be at some point. Um and so to me it's the balancing up you know, we as an institution at Renwood Academy, we still have rules and regulations um, that we're guided by and that we're bound to from the TLSAA of how that works. And so we as an institution are not going to go out and say, well, we want this player and we are going to pay this kid an X amount of dollars. We're not. I want that. I did not that where it's unique is the law does allow for if a kid Groups that say we're going to pay student athletes, that was where we have to say, "We're not going to have." Is the school having to, into directly facilitate, advocating and reaching out to the head of us and say, "Hey, this kid needs to get X, Y, XYZ. We're not going to do that. The state you can't do that, um, but I do think that's a reality that all. of from college football, trickle down as each state evaluates their laws and processes for what that looks Like I think my organization is, you know, at some time, we probably see that across most of the nation. I think handful of states, in Texas, potentially in Texas, uh, a few others are doing it currently, uh, but I would see. approach we've taken here is we know that's out there but the state says it's legal but we also know that the TWS place that are involved in that. And so if we have a player uh, football player, basketball player volleyball player who has earned the opportunity to monetize the main merge items that's their opportunity, we're not against it but we're also not the ones reaching out and pursuing so it
0: so if I would note uh, TWS Double A, I let me. Mean, you could play, uh pay players. Like if short, like if George, you want to pay George keep him here. Don't want to go to CBA or NBA, and you don't want to lose talent like if you didn't have the P double A, double, like that could you pay George or is it a state? The schools can't play, pay players by right coca-cola
1: if they wanted to have uh ad with that right. could. yeah there's there's certain bylaws and basically steps that have to be taken in order for a kid to get that. Um, where we are involved with the SAA we're, we're partnering with them, their activities association that put on high school academics. And so they say as the governing body for states or the schools in the state I mean, so if it wasn't the team muscle, it would be some other governing body that would come in and give some, you know say, "Hey, the here are all our There's got to be some sort of unifying governing body that's over that." And I'm sure every single state has one, and every single state has a in, the in each one of them, but we, is the Academy is such the, the same thing, regardless of thing, necessarily what the state law says and what the kids are allowed to do. We are not going to get it. It's almost the not going of the state. not going like to get not to I'm not going to Stay um, or anything like that. Those are all things that as a school we're not going to be. as a state. So, again, if we have, kids, we need have a kid who's earning that to have an IO building from Toronto or Togo or someone else, um, we're not going to get away the them being able to do that. But we've made it say that we're not going to be out front saying we feel this way, we feel this person. X or That's not what we do. So again, it's a vision The fact that the state says it's legal, if the kids do it the right way, it is legal. Uh, what we know is, is institutionally what we How we're going to The state says, it's state and opportunity. Really. We want to honor that while also not have the wrong side argument. Uh,
0: thank you, Petrielle, so, so much. This has been really great for, uh, I think, your podcast. This is like a assignment for school, so it's been fun having
1: you on. I appreciate it. I'll do it anytime you Thank you so much. Hope we meet next time.